This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's get back to BetQL's You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, presented by BetMGM. We'll do more on the Ravens and Browns in a second. We'll get to the rest of the line movement as well for week number four, Sunday in the National Football League. Just an update on the Jaguars-Falcons game. Uh, Jacksonville punts after Atlanta scores the Ritter to pick London touchdown. So the Falcons going to take over now, first and 10 from their own seven-yard line, about halfway through the third quarter. Uh, So again, we're at 24 total points for those of you keeping track at home. The Jaguars holding a 10-point lead. Uh, Ken and I bet late three with Jacksonville. Game closed. Three and a half. We'll bring you updates if anything happens with the Jaguars and the Falcons. But Ken, Ravens and Browns, we started to have the conversation before we went to break. Again, the reports are that Watson is out. DTR will start for Cleveland. We will know officially in about 10 minutes. Um, Where do we stand right now? Thoughts on where this point spread might go. Ravens and Browns with Baltimore also down. Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham. And maybe a couple more important players as well. Yeah, and Baltimore's injury report is about as bad as you can have early in the season. Carolina has a really bad injury report also, just already missing so many starters. May get a couple guys back for this game, but like not a complete Ravens team. And for that reason, early in the week, you saw Cleveland, like they were probably going to get bet out to about three. And maybe you get some resistance on Baltimore there, but like Cleveland was holding as a two and a half, three point favorite. Obviously, now you have the quarterback injury and in any, especially a Sunday morning quarterback injury, it becomes like a mania. Like the price is just going to keep changing and changing and changing and changing because everyone's going to try to be buying Baltimore. And then the question's just like, all right, where does this settle? So currently, and I mentioned the Browns were two and a half early in the week. Currently, the Ravens are now favored. So we've gone like through zero. Now the Ravens are favored. The consensus price in the market is something like Ravens by either one and a half or two. And I think the interesting thing here is, although it is like widely reported, it is not like officially official yet. Like it's not like it's not like 100% this is what's happening. So I will be curious when we get actives and inactives, like if Watson is inactive for the game, for example, for Cleveland, is there like a little more bump out of this news when it's like officially official? Like not enough probably to get to Ravens minus three, but is it Ravens minus two and a half or is it like between two and a half and three? So the the line is not, I don't think it's done moving, but it's done a lot of the work already. Uh, the Ravens are, if DTR starts, Ravens are definitely going to close a favorite. It just depends how big of a favorite sets up like a really interesting handicap of DTR versus Watson. Like, what is that is in a one game situation against a hurt team and playing at home too, by the way, which will help DTR probably a little bit as well. Won't have to deal with a really loud crowd Um, in a game that was already projected to be very low scoring the total 38 and a half. Uh, For what it's worth, PJ Walker 
would be DTR's backup today if indeed Deshaun Watson is out as we're expecting. So Walker would be the backup. Um, and like DTR was so good in the preseason that the Browns traded Josh Dobbs to Arizona and cut Kellen Mond. And uh, Tyson Bajent, by the way, who's now like the Division Two player, who's Fields' backup in Chicago, now officially the number two, was so good that P.J. Walker got cut. And that's how we have P.J. Walker now as the backup quarterback today, if that's going to be the case and Watson's out to Dorian Thompson-Robinson. All right, that's the AFC North quarterback game. Ken, let's go to the NFC South quarterback game. It looks like Derek Carr will go today for the Saints with that AC sprain on a, of his right shoulder against Tampa Bay. There are conflicting like insider reports, but like I, I think Carr is probably going to go. We'll know for sure in a couple minutes. Ken, what do you have for us here with the Saints and the Bucks in New Orleans? Yeah, not surprisingly, um, I, I think we came into the week thinking Carr was not going to play based on some of the reporting. I remember uh, Adam Schefter on the Monday Night Football halftime show when he gives those injury updates, like all of the kind of uh, innuendo was that it was very unlikely that Carr was going to play in the game. And I think the market was shaped early in the week, like Jameis Winston was going to be the starting quarterback. And if Jameis was going to be the quarterback, then this was going to be like Saints minus three or Saints minus three and a half or something like that. And these this line was kind of getting batted back and forth from those two numbers, mostly Saints minus three and a half. So Saints still favored, but maybe a little less than what it was going to be if Carr was the quarterback. Okay. Now it looks like Carr's going to play. What do you what do you think is going to happen? The Saints are going to get that out a little bit more. The number's going to move up a little bit more in their favor because their starting quarterback is more likely than not to play in the game. That's what's happened here. So the Saints were three, three and a half. Now they're four everywhere with one, four and a half on the board. Um, so kind of movement up toward the Saints. Can guess if he is actually confirmed as the starter. Would not be surprised to see this close even four and a half everywhere. Once we get like, again, kind of like with Deshaun, like let's kind of, let's put it in ink. Right. And then and then see how the market responds where we've moved most of the way toward, I think, where we're going, but maybe a little bit more room for the Saints to go up currently four. the total in the game is very funny. It's kind of bounced around because like, are they going to score more points with Carr instead of Jameis Winston? Uh, total has gotten bet up a little bit. Forty one. Now the consensus number on the total. This was high 30s most of the week. Uh, I feel like great betting opportunity for you then, Ken, based on how you talked about this game earlier in the week. You're going to get a four yes. and a half with Tampa uh, against it's, Hurt it's, Carr, it's too. I'll yeah. tell you what, man, I'll stick with my like Saints minus three. And like, I would never lay this number with New Orleans, whether it's Carr or Winston. I wouldn't lay this number with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Bijan Robinson breaks about a 20 yard run. Falcons going to have a first and 10 at about their own 40 yard line right now, trailing the Jaguars 17-7, about five minutes to play in the third quarter. Uh, so we have quarterback game. In, this is kind of serendipitous quarterback game in the AFC North quarterback game in the NFC South. How about a quarterback game now, Ken? in the AFC West with the Chargers and the Raiders in Los Angeles. Jimmy Garoppolo officially ruled out yesterday. Something to keep in mind um, with the NFL's new concussion rules after the way the Dolphins like mangled the Tua Tungavailoa situation last year, we haven't seen a player get concussed in a game and then play the following week. So maybe this is going to start to become something that like we just need to be aware of. Like you get concussed and it's officially a concussion and you're in protocol, you're very likely to miss a game now. Um, not that that's like a definite 100%, just that that's the way it's gone so far this season. So Jimmy G is out. And I think if you're a Raider fan or if you're someone that wants to bet the Raiders in this game, I think you got to be juiced up by this news. It won't be the veteran Brian Hoyer, who hasn't won a start in the NFL since 2016, starting for the Silver and Black, but it'll be the Green New Deal, AOC, Aiden O'Connell, the rookie out of Purdue, <laughs> starting for the Raiders today on the road at Justin Herbert and the Chargers, who, by the way, are going to be down likely. Austin Eckler, Joey Bosa, and Derwin James, Chargers, a buy-in week five, likely to sit all those players and get them healthy for after the buy. Ken, what about the Chargers and the Raiders? 
And let, let's keep in mind, I think you're going to hear like, oh, like rookie starting. Oh, like Garoppolo out. Like, give me the Chargers. Oh, the, the team that perennially underperforms versus expectation? The team that really should have or at least could have lost to the Minnesota Vikings, another winless team? And now you need them to crush the Raiders to win your bet? This is all setting up to be very interesting. Uh, the Chargers opened a four and a half point favorite. That was never going to be the number because that was a number that was created by complete speculation or mystery about whether Garoppolo was going to play. So what we call a halfway number where like, well, if he plays, it's probably a little less. And if someone else plays, it's a, it's a little more or a lot more, depending on who that is. So this was always going to be a number that was like in motion. And it was always shaped throughout the week like Garoppolo wasn't going to play. And to your point, Nick, I think betters pick up on these things too, right? Guys in concussion protocol, nobody's really come back to play. Okay, early in the week, it's four and a half. If you think the right number with Garoppolo out as seven or six and a half, I mean, you're going to be just jamming the Chargers early in the week because you know nobody's come back from a concussion to play. You're sort of making an educated guess that Garoppolo isn't going to be ready in time, and that guess was paid off, honestly. And so now with Garoppolo confirmed out and O'Connell starting, and honestly, if Hoyer started, I think this you see the same thing happening in this market. Uh, the Chargers were like four and a half, five, five and a half, now six and a half, and the first sevens have appeared in this game. So if you want to bet the Raiders with O'Connell plus seven, you can now kind of make that bet. It's a little expensive. You have to pay a little bit more for the seven, but that's kind of how far we've come here. There was not a big difference between these teams, I think, coming into this game, like everyone healthy on paper game uh, in L.A. I don't think there was a big difference. And now we see a massive difference. As a better, you kind of have to decide, like, do you think the Chargers can win a game by margin? A team that's tripped over themselves constantly for years. Also something to keep in mind in this game. This game is taking place in Los Angeles, as we know from Rams and Chargers home games, especially with specific visiting opponents like the Raiders, who have a huge fan base there. It is actually like a road field advantage in that, in that stadium with those teams, depending on the matchup. We have famously, the Niners... Uh, at the Rams in the NFC Championship game, Rams had to use a silent count in that game, in a home playoff game, had to use a silent count in that game. We saw the Raiders visit LA last year and saw in, an incredible dynamic in terms of ton of noise when the home team was on the field. So like, there isn't any, like you, sh you shouldn't even build in home field advantage in this and the Chargers still might get to a touchdown. It's really interesting, obviously, kind of depends on, do you buy what O'Connell did in the preseason as predictive? of what can happen in the regular season. That can be very dangerous. Do you trust the Chargers to win by margin? They are certainly should be favored, certainly by a good amount. It'll be interesting to see if they can kind of follow through on like a, a likely win for them. And for younger fans that don't remember, the Raiders played in Los Angeles, won a Super Bowl in Los Angeles in 1983. We're there from about what, like 1980, somewhere around there, 1981 through... Uh, I don't know, like the mid '90s. Anyway, move, moving right. on here. A while. <laughs> moving on. You better, you better, you bet. Countdown to kick off with Nick and Ken Week Four NFL Sunday. Actives and inactives starting to come in. We will bring you all the betting and fantasy breakdown ten minutes from now. Uh, Ken, let's go to the game of the day. Maybe the game of the young season in the National Football League. Bills and the Dolphins in Buffalo. Jalen Waddle will play today for Miami. He missed last week's game, and all they did was drop seven the other Broncos uh, with the concussion. Waddle will be back and play today for Miami. Uh, Demar. Hamlin set to make a season debut with Jordan Poyer inactive at the back end of the Bills defense. Bills and Dolphins in Western New York. Anything happening here with the market? Well, we, we've just done all of these quarterback games, right? And in games where there's a quarterback switch or a quarterback injury, you're going to have just drastic point spread movement, right? Because like, look, the starter to the backup, that's almost always going to be a big deal for most teams. We've just talked about a bunch of games where 
it was a really big deal. And the point spread moved really aggressively in one team's direction. We don't have that in this game. The game is just insanely important. So feel like we should at least update kind of what's going on in the market. This point spread has not changed almost the entire week, really. The Bills have been between a two and a half and a three point favorite. When we say between, what we mean is if you want to lay two and a half with Buffalo, you got to pay a little more. And if you want three with Miami, you got to pay a little more. So there's no real like minus 110 either way number in the game. So Bill's a small favorite at home. Obviously, these teams played in the playoffs last year, but Skylar Thompson started at quarterback for the Dolphins. They kept the game much closer than expected. So can't really use anything from that to predict this game. And obviously, the Dolphins have gotten off to an incredible start anyway. Two and a half, three, the number. The total, it's worth noting, the first move in this game was up to like 54 and a half, highest scoring projected game, obviously, of the week. And then a little bit of under money came in late in the week. We're kind of right back where we started 53 53 and a half again just market projects tight game close game shootout projected and it would be hard to argue two favorites for mvp two favorites for maybe the one seed in the afc two favorites maybe to win the super bowl when we get to the end of the season and uh, a game with obviously a ton of implications in terms of seeding and, and what we see in uh, in january and february I had mentioned the Falcons had gotten to around midfield off a 20-yard run by Bijan Robinson. Offense stalls from there. Falcons punt. Jaguars going to have uh, first and 10 from their own 10-yard line. About three minutes to play in the third quarter. Jaguars holding a 17-7 lead over Atlanta over at Wembley. Uh, Ken, let's do the two rookie quarterback games. We'll do Bengals-Titans also if we have some time. But uh, Bryce Young missed last week's game for Carolina with an ankle injury. Also, like... Head, head spinning, I would say, as well. Bryce Young back for Carolina, the number one pick in the draft, as they host the Minnesota Vikings. And Anthony Richardson missing last week's game for Indianapolis. Uh, big overtime uh, road win in Baltimore. Uh, Richardson back in the lineup as the Colts host the Rams. So Bryce Young will start for Carolina. Anthony Richardson will start for Indianapolis. Anything on these two games this morning? Vikings, Panther, Panthers, Colts, and Rams. Yeah, why don't we start with Richardson, just because that market's been more stable. There's there's less to report. Uh, Rams at Colts has been lined as a, a very small point spread basically the entire week with very little movement. Uh, the Colts were a one-point favorite for a large part of the week. One, obviously, like as small a favorite as you can have. And we basically flipped where the Rams are now a one-point favorite. That's not really like a big move whatsoever. The game isn't going to land on a tie very often, obviously. So going from one one way to one the other way, really just indicative of like the Colts having some offensive line injuries, the Rams being a little healthier coming into the game. You get a little bit of a tick in their direction. Basically still a pick the winner of the game kind of game. Now the Panthers game is much different. So the Vikings open like three, three and a half on the road. Remember the Vikings are winless. So far this year, their defense has not been particularly good. Lost kind of a nail-biting dramatic game to the Chargers last week. But Carolina's been so bad, the Vikings are going to open like a favorite on the road in this game of at least a field goal. That's what happened. So Vikings opened about three, three and a half. And then two things happened in tandem in this game. So A, Bryce Young was named as the starter. And I think the market, at least early in the season, views Andy Dalton as slightly better than Bryce Young. We saw that with the move to Dalton with the Seattle game last week. So Dalton was named the starter. Carolina immediately got bet in that situation to be less of an underdog. And I think we're seeing it here where Young's announces the starter again. Okay, then Carolina's less good. They're less valuable. Market moves toward Minnesota. Now, in addition to that, kind of like an avalanche of stuff, right? So you go from Dalton to Young. You also have a tremendous injury report for the Panthers. If you look at their starting 11 on defense coming into the season, a number of starters going to be out for a long period of time for them. And again, this was a team that like did not have a ton of talent anyway, and the defense hadn't performed that awesome anyway. Bottom third of the league in a bunch of defensive metrics. So you take a bad defense and you pull a bunch of starters off of it. That's not very good either. So it's yes, some of it is Dalton DeYoung, but some of it's like Dalton DeYoung and 
Like, what is a reasonable expectation for what the Panthers are going to be, for, at least for a few weeks here, until they get some reinforcements back? So the Vikings have gone all the way out to a four and a half point favorite in a lot of places. There are also a couple fives now on the board. So we're sort of like unbridled line movement toward Minnesota, quarterback change, and a very hurt Panthers team. Uh, you Did you do Rams-Colts? I was watching the game. I'm sorry. I did it. I did it first. I did it for like a minute okay. before that. Yeah. Okay, great. Sorry. And uh, and let's close off, please, with the Bengals, Bengals <laughs> and Titans here in Tennessee for about 30 seconds. I was too busy staring longingly at the scoreboard and Falcons-Jags, wishing for more points. Uh, yeah, Bengals-Titans, kind of like B Bills-Dolphins, just a game that I think is really interesting, but where there has not been a lot of line movement. Uh, we obviously saw Joe Burrow and the Bengals beat the Rams on Monday Night Football. He didn't look great, but he looked good enough, and they won, uh, and had a multiple possession lead until the Rams backdoored the game. Bengals are a small road favorite in this game, still under a field goal. It's never been three the entire week. I don't think it's going to go to three. So really, if you want to bet the Bengals on the road, just need them to win the game. Very low total. Uh, 41 and a half hasn't moved. On the other side, we will wrap up our number one countdown to kick off week four NFL Sunday. All the betting and fantasy impacts of the actives and inactives, including starting quarterback news across the board.